The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you very much uh, for tuning in. We're going to have uh, two very interesting guests. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to have Laura Curran, who interviewed the present police commissioner of New York City. A very timely time to do it with the United States Congress here putting New York City on display. And uh, it's been a long time coming and very much needed. Uh, New York City is being governed by people who create crime. And as uh, the mayor of New York City, who reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of New York City, by uh, an almost unmatchable amount, I think I have a perfect uh, 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 position with which to make that claim and to prove it. They are not just uh, uh, they're not just negligent about crime. They do specific things that create more crimes and murders. To the point where, unless you're stupid, you have to know you're doing it. Brag releasing criminals to the street. It is predictable that they will commit more crimes and there will be more victims. It's interesting because some of these politicians, all the Democrats, claim to be very sensitive to the rights of minorities and protecting minorities. Uh, The victims of their uh, deliberate acts of putting these criminals on the streets are mostly uh, African-Americans by a seven or eight uh, out of ten margin. Uh, so this this hearing is uh, f- uh, fascinating. The reaction of the phony, crooked Democrats in New York, and it is a corrupt political party from top to bottom in New York, uh, right up to the governor who takes uh, money f- uh, for pay for play, big money. Uh, the 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 interesting thing the interesting thing is you know they're all up in arms that this is to protect trump well i mean actually the congress has a perfect right to come to a place if they uh, truly believe and have solid evidence that this is a political prosecution because we've never had political prosecutions in america that leads to a banana republic a dictatorship They had political prosecutions in the Soviet Union, Nazi Germany, and they have them in China now, and and the Ayatollahs Iran. So Congress has every right to to be here. Uh, The only reason they're upset, uh, uh, formerly Fat Nadler and others, is that um, they're telling the truth. They don't want you to hear this. And, of course, you won't hear it because we do not have a First Amendment in New York, and you're not going to see it in the Times. You're not going to see it on NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, or all of the other state media, because they no longer are private uh, media. They're part of the state. Uh, In uh, East Germany, we call them like the Stasi. In uh, Soviet Union, we call them Pravda. And what I call them are a bunch of stinking crooks and unpatriotic bums. Uh, Among other things, uh, two people were arrested for operating an illegal Chicago station in New York City. Now, the thing about this that's really interesting is they've been doing it for years, right under the nose of the of the uh, completely restrained New York City Police Department, where 52% of their felony arrests in Manhattan are either thrown out or downgraded by uh, the useless Alvin Bragg. 
Well, he's, he's, more, he's more than useless. He's, he's an accomplice to murder. And, uh, and second, he loses 50% of their cases. That alone he should get fired for. I mean, if I had a prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Office that lost 50% of his cases, he wouldn't be a prosecutor very long. Prosecutors are not like defense lawyers. The defense lawyer loses 50% of his cases. That's not bad, actually, if he wins 50%. But a prosecutor gets to pick the case. He gets to make the evaluation that he has enough evidence to convict. With very few exceptions, the rule is you should only bring a case where you think you can win because losing hurts the respect that people have for the criminal justice system. It's not just, uh, you know, you, you don't bring cases you can win just because of your ego. You bring them because that's in the public interest to develop confidence in law enforcement. Because if you lose a case, even for good reasons, it's hard for the public to understand that. So you don't want a prosecutor constantly losing cases. People don't come to a prosecutor like that. So when they talk about the crime rates in New York City, I can tell you they're phony. I can tell you they're phony because I invented the crime rates in New York City. Myself and Jack Maple, they didn't have them before me. You know those crime rates that you see? They didn't exist before 1994. Most of the crime strategies that you see didn't exist before me. In fact, they had 30 years of massive democratic crime in this city. I took over a city that had two massive uh, riots, including a pogrom. In eight years, I had none. In 12 years, uh, 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 Bloomberg had none. As soon as we got a Democrat mayor back, we had riots again. So don't tell me they know what they're doing. They don't. They not only don't know what they're doing, they're helping to create crime. There are people that are listening to me right now that are going to be the victim of a crime because of Alvin Bragg, Governor Hochul, and Phony Adams, the phony cop. And his getting away with it is quite annoying. But in any event, let me just point out that, Linda, come on in. Uh, let me just point out that this illegal police station of China has been operating for years in Manhattan with the FBI doing zilch about it. I'm sure uh, 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 Biden didn't, didn't want this done. I mean, China's paid him more money than America. But a, a private group found them. And finally, uh, after months and months and months and months of their uh, doing horrible things to Chinese nationals, uh, two of them have been arrested. There are probably a lot more of them, and Biden is probably sitting there now trying to figure out how can I squelch that. It's hurting my country, China. So you got a chance to interview the police commissioner. Hi, yes, Mayor. <laughs> this is Linda? Laura Curran. Laura Curran. Yes, right? I did. I just interviewed her for my podcast, Cut to the Chase. Uh, it's going to come out in a minute or so. Oh, really? Yeah, Keyshawn Sewell. And how can they How can they get the podcast right away before we... Uh, go to Red Apple Media. You can go We're actually wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you want. Just look up Cut to the Chase and you'll find it. Cut to the Chase. Okay. Yes, with so Laura what... Curran. So this is a good day. To, this is a good day, Laura, to talk about it because of the hearing that was going on. What, what did she have to say? I mean, how, how would you summarize it? So it was we talked about the stats, uh, you know, according in her telling in her reading of the, the statistics, uh, major crime is down. Things are going better. Uh, the recidivism is the big issue. You know, uh, of all the shoplifting arrests. A third of them are done by a very small group of people. Always true. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's been the history of crime uh, since uh, James Q. Wilson in 1978 wrote the career criminal treatise. Yeah. 
Now, she hasn't discovered that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, you know, because she is not the politician, she is the appointee. Well, she uh, sounds like the politician when she tells you crime is down. That's a bit misleading. Well, I think you can slice and dice, just like the scripture. You can use no, statistics no, you can, to tell any got, story. But you've you got to tell people the truth. Otherwise, they think you're off kilter. Most people in New York feel the crime is up. But... I mean, I think you if you talk but, to regular people, there's a difference. It's a micro difference between this time last year and now. It does feel better. I'm taking the subway. It feels better. Well, uh, there's, uh, if you if you take out if you take out the crime now. Yeah. Since she's been police commissioner, it's up 42 percent. Ah, well, in, that, so if, in I, her if telling, I had a police commission like that, she in, wouldn't be the police. In her telling, it's down. Major yeah, crimes. No, are no, down. it's down this year. This year, but since the day she and Adams came into office, well, she's been there what sixteen months. Yeah, since then it's up forty-two yeah. percent. Since sixteen months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there was a spike and then down. Yeah, it was up forty-eight, forty-nine percent. Mm. Uh, retail crime was up seventy-eight percent. Mm. It's down a little now. Mm. Break-ins are up this year too. Yeah. So I mean, she's looking at a one-year picture of relatively minor crime decline as against gigantic crime declines the first year she was in office. So net, crime is up since she's been police commissioner. Hmm. Crime is up since Adams has been police commissioner. Until they get it down, they're not doing their job. Get it down for real. Right. Uh, and I'm always wary when people talk about statistics because they really I invented they can't. Uh, with Comstat. Yeah, they weren't, they, 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 I so, remember that. The city never did crime statistics before 1994. Yeah. And I had used them in the Justice Department, and I... I, I Teamed up with Jack Maple, who used them for Bill Bratton in the transit police, and we invented them. And we put them out every, every week publicly in order to catch uh, phony mayors like Adams. I remember that. When I was at uh, the Daily News, I started there in 93. So, of course, I wasn't covering crime at the time, but I followed the whole thing. And I remember you know, talking to people off the record. They would sweat bullets before walking. People in the yeah, NYPD yeah. sweat bullets before going into those meetings. I mean, really stressful uh, because there was true accountability. You know, I'll give you an interesting uh, example. Uh, after two years, rape went up. Hmm. But we knew there was less rape. Why did rape go up? Because people reporting. were reporting. Yes. Is it trust? They trust more uh, now to, to report? Rape was underreported by over 50%. Wow. Because women felt nothing was going to be done about it. Yeah. Minor, minor uh, 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 burglaries, robberies weren't reported. That's beginning to happen now. And that's why you got to watch those statistics very carefully. When the morale of the police department goes down, which and it's horrible right now, you're going to get less reports. Well, that's something we talked about was recruitment and retention. We talk about building trust with communities to help law enforcement and to help communities, but also building trust with the folks within the NYPD is important. And how's she doing? So they're doing everything they can, instilling trust, uh, you know, showing that they have the, the cops' backs. Right. is very important, especially in a time when law enforcement is so politicized. Well, I, I, don't, I, think, I don't think she uh, is the problem there. I think she's a loyal police commissioner. Oh, and she, absolute, she absolutely is. I think she is. loves the cop. Yeah. I get, I get and that. And I, I know her um, a little bit personally because when I was county exec, she was promoted to chief of detectives in Nassau County. So we had worked together. Right. Uh, and I know her heart is really with no, the No, no, she's a real cop. Yeah. You, 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 can, you, can, uh, you can tell that. Yeah. And, I mean, I really hope and wish that Adams would follow through on the things that he says. Well, The that, things that he says are good. Yeah. And then he doesn't follow through on That's them. the thing that's so frustrating about Mayor Adams is I, I'm, I get all excited because he, yeah, yeah, he's, he, I feel like his instincts are good <laughs> and he's finally going to do it. 
and then he backtracks it. And she, whether and she's left to hang schools. out there. Yeah. I mean, on, on crime, she's left out. And she's, she's been, left you out. know, she's she knows her lane, but she has been pretty outspoken about criminal justice well, as reform. As much as she can be. As much as she can be. Job. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, and you sense, she might not say it, but you sense the frustration. Has to be that way. Has to be that way. I mean, uh, she's for real. She's a real person. She had to be when she first started working for him. I'd have been excited because he sounded... The first sounded, cop? The first cop to Well, be, for the first two or three months, yeah. he sounded right. The first thing that got me to worry about him was he wouldn't put it all on the line to reduce and change bail reform. I know. Because he could have gone to Hochul, and she was really in need then. And said, I'm not going to support you. And, and she doesn't have a lot of Democrats having her back. That, uh, that was the other thing between those two. They both, I feel like they both understand common sense and they want common sense, but I don't know if they have, I thought they could have given each other courage to be sort of yeah, Batman yeah, and Robin, yeah. you know, to I get mean, it done. I, I, I was, and they just I was didn't quite to, rise to that and it's frustrating. I was willing to tell him how to do it, but he doesn't talk to me because he's afraid to talk to me. You shouldn't he, be afraid to talk to anybody. He's afraid to talk to me because he'll get, he'll get thrown out of the Democratic Party if he talks to me. Who's going to throw him Sid, out? Sid has tried to set up a dinner for us and I told Sid, don't be naive. But I'll set up a dinner. We haven't had a dinner yet. Here, here's what. Here's, Who's not letting him? I don't get that. Him. He's afraid of the reaction within the Democrat Party if he meets me. Do you know he? What are they going to do? Fire him? Uh, I mean, he won't on. be able to become president. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't discount politicians' unrealistic. I mean, ambitions. Donald Trump became president. He didn't actually do what everyone asked him to do. He wasn't worried but about being people, in trouble. De Blasio wanted to be president. Wasn't that ridiculous? Yeah, I, I keep forgetting that he I mean, ran. Adams is. Got a better chance to be president than de Blasio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was about Wow. It. But just for having dinner, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. And the, th- the thing I the thing I would tell the thing I would tell him to do is uh, tell uh tell the majority leader and the speaker, I'm gonna spend my entire time in your district telling them not to vote for you. Mm-hmm. You know who I learned that from? Ronald Reagan. Really? Everybody thinks Ronald Reagan got his tax cut through a Democratic Congress by being friendly with Tip O'Neill. Right, going after the but that was whiskey part, that or was whatever. Part, that was the that was the good guy Ronald. Mm. The bad guy Ronald Reagan was he targeted about twelve Democrats in key districts and relentlessly went after them if they didn't vote for tax reduction. Really? And they knew that Ronald Reagan had more to do with their future than the Democratic Party. Huh? And that's what he he was a great politician. It took a year and a half and he won. So Adams Adams is still probably more popular than anybody in New York among Democrats. Oh, I think so. He went down a little bit. But he's come up again. Yeah. If he said, if he said to cousins and, um, uh, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to live in your district. Every time there's a murder of somebody that was let out on bail, I'm going to say you did it. Mm-hmm. How long do you think you're going to last? That would be really smart. <laughs> I mean, they say politics is a blood sport. Go for it. Yeah. To get your yeah. your goals accomplished. Well, it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. How long is it? It's quick. She had to run. Well, tell us how long. It was an emergency. It's 16 minutes. The shorter it is, the more people are going to listen to it. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to talk to her because she's really concise. Well, listen to it. I mean, this is a woman who doesn't get enough attention, and she's in a critical position, uh, and I don't think we know her well enough. So I, I, I'd really want to listen to that. Well, thanks for having Thank me you. on. All right. Great. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. And remember, we have uh, we have Ms. Bram coming up, and man, she is a fireplug. Whoop! She's great. <laughs> the former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
This is Rudy Giuliani, and I uh, am going to, as I often do, recommend to you a column you should read. You can't miss this column. If you miss this column, first of all, I think it's going to relate to your experience if you're a New Yorker. It's by Steve Quozo. Steve is probably um, one of the most knowledgeable people about New York City anywhere, I think. I mean, I've been reading him for years. I don't even know him that well. Just respect him greatly. And at times he's criticized even me, but not not too bad. <laughs> and he's also given me credit where I deserved it. And maybe criticized me where I did too. I don't know. I can't remember. But in any in any event, he's got a column about how the city is going under because everybody's stoned. I've lived in the city all my life. I never had to repeat my highly complex Starbucks order, a tall coffee. Three times to get a response from the bummed-out barista the way I do now. Bob Dylan's lyric, Everybody Must Get Stoned, is now apparently in the employee's handbook at most every place requiring customer interreaction. <laughs> there, <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got a couple of examples of his and his own, you know, where they're standing there and they order and they give him exactly the wrong thing or they give him too much money or too little money or... <laughs> People are just waiting, and the guy's not moving. He's, like, completely stoned and frozen. But here's the one that I like the best because, it's you know, he's Italian, obviously. Why not when many workers in stores, restaurants, dry cleaners, you name it, have turned hopelessly stunad, as the Italians say, the word means dumb, but sounds eerily similar to so many service employees' doped-up conditions. They're stoned up the wazoo, hollow-eyed, disengaged from their task, their breath reeking of weed. <laughs> it's not funny. It's true. We'll be back very shortly with Madeline Brandt. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you. Now, you all know that today in lower Manhattan, um, they had a hearing. The congressional uh, committee uh, chaired by Jim Jordan had a hearing uh, to look at um, at the performance of uh, the man who brought the first case in history against a sitting or ex-president over a crime that hasn't even been charged in the indictment. But the hearing was about what a terrible district attorney he is, which is quite relevant. I mean, uh, what's he doing prosecuting Trump when he doesn't prosecute anyone else? Well, someone who knows more about that than anyone and unfortunately has been victimized about it, but turned her victimization into helping others and to making her son's death mean a lot is my good friend, Madeline Bram. And I'd like to put her on because she testified today. And I'd like her I'd like her to kind of tell us about her testimony and what she observed at the hearing, because this woman uh, really I mean, this woman is a gem. Madeline, how are you? Hi, Rudy. How are you? Thanks for having me. So tell me, you know, tell me as if you're a reporter. What, what uh-huh. happened? What happened down there today? Oh, boy. I, I never knew that, you know, our Congress was so dysfunctional. <laughs> I, I never knew. I, told you, my dear. I, I never knew. You know, um, completely divided. 
completely divided. I mean, literally, figuratively, you know, um, the left <laughs> is on one side and the right is on the other side. Yeah. All right. The, the, the left, the left is saying one thing and the right is saying something different. You know, um, the, the left is everything, you know, somebody took account. They um, mentioned Trump's name almost 40 times. All right. Um, they mentioned gun violence. They mentioned about guns. So their message was, you know, it was a whole sham that that hearing was a sham. And, you know, um, we uh, we were being used as pawns. The victims, the witnesses were being used as pawns. And um, we should be fun- focusing on guns and this, that, and the and, you know, but then uh, the right side didn't mention Trump at all, didn't mention Trump at all, focused on the witness panel, you know, uh, went one by one, was respectful, gave us our time to speak. They heard us out. They asked us questions. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I I just can imagine what happens in those um up in D.C. Well, you no know, wonder you... why we can't get anywhere. No wonder why we can't make any positive moves forward. Well, you know, Madeline, you. you... Mm-hmm. How, how do they deal with the fact that tragically uh, your son was killed with a knife? Yeah, you know, and uh, actually, my son was killed with a knife. Jennifer Harrison's boyfriend was killed with a knife, and Jose Alba. Okay, there was a knife involved in the incident that he, you know, in 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 the tragedy that happened with him. So, and and that was the contrast. They were all focusing on guns when all three of uh, of crime victims were, you know. The instrument that was used was a knife, and, the, and, all, right? so and they, all of you they didn't even want to. The, the left didn't even want to talk about it. Period. They didn't even want to say anything or acknowledge, you know, anything about the crime or or Alvin Bragg or anything. They they just danced all around it. Danced all around it. Well, let's let's yep. let, let's tell people what Alvin Bragg specifically with regard to the. To, to, to the situation of your son, an Army veteran, a, a really, yeah. I mean, I'm not exaggerating this for your benefit, a really good man with a yeah. hell of a future mm-hmm. that was robbed from him by these, he was attacked by four people. Four people, yeah. And they stabbed him to death, let's put it that way, okay? Yes, they did. And, yes. two of, and two of them have gone free. Yes. And the other two got relatively nothing sentences, all because of Bragg's liking criminals better than victims. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know, um, as everyone knows, Hassan was stabbed to death, you know, in in 2018. It took this case approximately four and a half years to move through the uh, court process down at the Manhattan Criminal Court. Um, Cy Vance originally and his uh, veteran professional ADAs built a strong trial ready murder case against all four of these of all four of these defendants. Um, as soon as Brad took office and handed the case over, you know, and or received the case, the um, ADAs who built the case, they stepped down like so many other, you know, ADAs from Manhattan did. And as soon as he got the case, uh, the case began to unravel. He completely dismissed gang assault and of. Uh, uh, murder charges against two of the defendants. I was told all of a sudden, mysteriously, they could not prove that these people, you know, uh, committed these crimes that they did, even though you have a video. Anyway, um, long story short, he di- dismissed the indictments against two of the people. One got a uh, one year time served. That's Mary Saunders' sister. And also Travis Stewart got seven years. Now, I, so I, Mary Saunders is currently walking the streets of New York, and she is a homicidal maniac. And, and, so and, and in fact, in fact, you know, uh-huh. and we, we've gone through the facts of your case and and we will mm-hmm. in the future even more. But let, people just trust me on this. 
she actually uh, encouraged the murder. Yes. I mean, uh, the, the whole situation may have been over. Uh-huh. Uh, the fight may have been over and the damage done, but your son was still alive. And then she yep. she had them continue the fight. Yep. She instigated it. Yeah, she yeah. I mean, she instigated it. the continuation yep. of it that led to his death. Yep. yep. If it wasn't for her, Hassan would still be alive. Yeah. I, it, look, I was a prosecutor. I, I'm, I'm going to guarantee mm-hmm. you I could have convicted her. Yeah. Well, you know, if Brad hasn't taken over the case, there would have been a, a conviction. The, the case would have proceeded to trial. You know, the evidence in the video would have been presented. The testimony would have been heard in front of a jury, and the jury would have decided innocent, innocence or guilt. Yeah, you know, you and know, it wasn't Brad, – I don't want people to think this is one of those situations where she was just hanging around watching. Nah, no, she no, was, no. She, she was, was a prime – she was a prime instigator yes. in the murder. Yes, she was. And she and she and she and she got she spent a year of time served because yep. that that happened before Bragg. He had no control over that. And when uh-huh. when Bragg takes over, he makes a deal that lets her out on time served, so she gets yep. away with murder. Literally. And you don't think she'll murder somebody else at some point? Of course yeah. she will. What, what about what, what about the other guy? How how much time did he do? The, Travis the, Travis Stewart got seven years now, but. The time he took his deal and got sentenced, he'd already had four years in. So he's he's probably on his way back down, you know, from from upstate already. Well, you and you I know? will probably be reporting a murder by him in about two years. Probably because you know that's the reason why, only reason why he got the seven years because he's a repeat um, violent felony offender. You know, so yeah. so he's not he's you know he, he's not a boy scout. Yeah, he's he not does, a boy scout. This is what he does, and when, and when yeah. he's out of jail, that's what he does. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And Madeline, how do so, we, how, how do we, how do we, you've been in this now, you've become a professional in terms of dealing with this, uh, and you really mm-hmm. help a lot of other people. A lot of those other witnesses are there because you uh, talk to them and you help them and you help them both yes. uh, financially, you help to raise money for them, you help them psychologically. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do we have to do to, ch- to, to change this? Well, I think the first thing that we need to do is to roll back um, sale policies. Bail reform, raise the age, you know, um, and all of its moving parts. I mean, completely put it to the shredder and get rid of it. All right. Um, get rid of prosecutors, not just Alvin Bragg, but any other prosecutor in, in across the country. OK, that is refusing to prosecute crime. All right. Now, th- that's on the one hand. But on the other hand, all right, speaking directly to my um, brother, my brothers and sisters in the black and brown community, Please. we need we, we need to start admitting to ourselves. OK, we need to start saying publicly, especially our black leaders, we need to start saying publicly to end black on black crime. All right. Don't just come out when the when, when a white cop shoots a black man. OK, um, come out, you know, um, and, and tell the community to stop slaughtering, stop killing one another. All right. And also. We, it needs to start between the four walls of the home, right? The nuclear family has broken down so bad that, you know, um, a lot of kids are being raised by a single mother. I don't want to make any excuses at all, okay? Um, I, I think what we could do as a, you know, um, we need to cut a lot of social services programs. We need to cut a lot of that, all right? Um, make people get a job, but also do um, make substantial investments into our communities that are going to create good paying jobs, educational opportunities. Oh, fix my the dilapidated God, houses. you are so right. 
Let's pay, yeah. let's pay for jobs, not welfare. That's right. That's right. Let's Just pay get people them off I, welfare. I, 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 I did workfare. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think workfare was just as important as crime reduction and keeping the Absolutely. city safe. In fact, it goes hand in hand. In fact, it was the long term reason why it say, say, say the law enforcement thing gets it under control right away. The mm-hmm. work, the workfare keeps it under control because people who That's are working right. by and large don't want to commit crimes. That's right. You know, they become productive members of the society. Working for a living does a lot for your self-esteem. You know, it, it, it teaches responsibility. All right. Um, people feel better when they're able to support themselves and not dependent on a system waiting for a check, you know, once a month and some food stamps. All right. That, that keeps a person mentally oppressed. All right. Um, physically oppressed. The whole keeps you, you know, it's, it's just a depressive state. It's just you, you, you're independent, you know, when, when you have your own job and you could take care of your own self and your own children, you know, and, and that's what we need. We need a hand up out of dependency on the government. Tell, right? tell us, tell us your book so people can get it. I don't have a book. Oh, you gave me a book. That wasn't mine. That was Barbara's. That was Miss Barbara, I think. Oh, well, then tell, tell, tell them that one. Oh, uh, breaking the uh, expectation, the low expectations. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So they should get that and tell them how they can get in touch with you. Okay. Uh, you can meet me at, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, reach me at my website at www.victimsrightsreformcouncil.org. And please hit the, the donate button because it costs money to do what we're doing. Help us to continue the work that we started. And, 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 Thank you so much. But, but, do you find... Uh, that you're gaining people within both oh, the yes. both the black community and you know in general. Yes, you know it's funny. I I, I shared this with you the other night, but the woman who uh, her son, both her sons were shot. All right, one of them died, and the other one is now paralyzed and has a colostomy bag. You know, um, she she heard me. Um, I think a YouTube video or something, and she contacted me. Right, so she was at the hearing today. Right. Her and her daughter both were at the hearing and they bought the son's picture and she got a chance to tell her story, you know. So it's it's very healing, you know, being able to speak up and, and know that people are listening. All right. It's very healing. Nothing will ever bring our child back, but that's the only tool that we have to fight back. Well, all right. It's to, to, to get justice, justice and closure. That's all we want. You know, it's not too much to ask. No, it isn't. And, you know, I told you last night when we spoke, I wanted to say it publicly, that you have made your son's life, and I mean, his loss of his life, means something very, very, you've turned it into, I'm not going to say a positive, but you've turned it into helping people. And I, I love that about you. Absolutely. I love that about Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, you know. God bless um, you. Thank you. We'll be you in know, touch. God, God you, you, takes, know, you know, God you, takes what the devil made for bad and turns it into good. Uh, you're something. Yeah. Okay, Madeline. Thank, yeah. And thank okay. you for sharing the story and thank you for helping other people. You're an exceptional thank person. You. God thank bless you. you. God bless you. All right. You too. This okay. is, this is, this is a real, real human being. This is what should be the model for the black community. It should be the model for the white community. And there shouldn't be a model for the black community and a model for the white community. There are good people and there are bad people. And there are a lot of good black people and a lot of good white people. And there are, unfortunately, a fair number of bad white people and black people. And nobody knows it better than me because I prosecuted all of them. 
including lots of Italian bad people. You know that. Uh, now, this is ridiculous. The governor is putting a guy on the court, the highest court, the chief judge, who let a rapist out. Now, come on. That alone means he's a wacko. Let's let's talk English, like not lawyer stuff. I'm still capable of talking English. You let out a rapist, you're a wacko. You shouldn't be a judge. You shouldn't be in charge of other people. This is Judge Rowan Wilson, who let uh, who let Andrew Regan out from prison, and he cleared his conviction uh, for the 2009 rape of a 29 year old, a 22 year old woman leaving her, as uh, the Post says here, shattered. It's devastating, said the 37-year-old woman. I would ask Wilson if he would make the same decision if it was his daughter who was the victim, because I bet he wouldn't. What is this thing with criminals? What is it? They don't, re- they don't, to make a ethnic, religious, or racial connection, to a criminal brings your whole community down. I used to make this point to Italian-Americans who would say there is no mafia. You shouldn't talk about the mafia. You hurt all Italian-Americans in talking about the mafia. I used to say to them, bull, you make the Italian-American community look bad. You destroy it by lying about it, by being in denial. By Mario Cuomo saying there is no mafia. Do you know what he said that once? Oh, and by the way, Andrew Cuomo trying to make a comeback. Were you first investigating him for killing all those old people before we make a comeback with this guy? This isn't just an ordinary he took some money. A lot of elderly people died because of what he did while he was writing his damn book, violating every ethics law so he could make millions. It's not even close about those people not going into nursing homes. And everything he says about it is bull. Those people, most of them, wouldn't have died, and they wouldn't have died in the way they died. And even worse than that, they may have died, but they wouldn't have killed a lot of other people in the nursing home. Because like the Chinese who sent around people who can spread COVID, every time he put a person with COVID in a nursing home, and these nursing homes weren't fitted for quarantine, a lot of people died. He, Murphy, Whitless, and uh, the jerk in California, Newsom. Uh, the worst of all, I have to say, and this is not to excuse Cuomo, is Murphy, who was, we have evidence he was directly warned. Now, they may have been warned, but we don't have evidence of that. But their common sense should have warned them. Their common there isn't a person of moderate intelligence that didn't know that this disease affects older people much more than younger people. And he also got a damn boat with a 1,000 people on it, and he got another 2,000 beds from Donald Trump, and he wants to blame it on Donald Trump, which tells you Andrew Cuomo is a man with a non-existent character. Please, let him stay isolated wherever the hell he is. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. $11 a month, 
gets you right where you want to be, having the back of our men and women in uniform who are catastrophically injured or their families if they lose their lives protecting us. They build smart homes for the people who have difficulties, you know, navigating their home independently uh, and are catastrophically injured, and they pay the mortgages for the families when the person is lost, and they get there right away to do that because they get there at those first hours and and, and first day of complete depression when you don't know what's going to happen to you and you feel there's nobody there and nobody will understand. And and believe me, it has more. The money is important, and they and they try to get even more money, but it's the it's the support. And believe me, take it from someone who knows. I've been there at more of these than probably anyone, and it happened to a relative of mine. So I'm telling you what I know, not what I think. Or, or this is sometimes I tell you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. Please put in the eleven dollars. It'll help you more than more than. Well, I don't know about that. It'll help them too. It'll help both of you. So tonight I'm being honored. At the Met Club, and actually it's not at the Met Club, it's by the Met Club. It's the 119th Gala. It's at the Manhattan Penthouse on 85th Avenue. Also uh, being there and getting honors will be Rid, uh, Sid Rosenthal. You know Sid, my pal in the morning, right? And uh, John Paul Mac Isaac, who I think should get the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> or the, or what, are the, what do they give people? Uh, the President's Medal or... I mean, this guy, uh, uh, this guy saved our republic. He will save our republic as the hard drive becomes more and more uh, understood and, uh, and the calumnies against him and the attacks against him and the defamation by the Biden crime family, you know, is seen for exactly what it is. This man did it purely out of patriotism and love of his country. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance to meet him, you're going to see that what the left did to him is part of what the left is doing to me, other people, and people are a lot better than me. You don't get too much better than John Paul Mac Isaacs. So you can still get tickets. Uh, they're not very many, I don't think. I'm not sure. You, I think you can get tickets. MedClubNYC.org. Plus, 8 o'clock, it'll be on my live stream, which you can get by going to RudyGiulianiCS.com, or you can get it by going to Twitter or, you, or, or Getter or uh, YouTube, or what else? Come on. Rumble, rumble. rumble. Eight o'clock, you'll hear the speech. Ted will be doing most of it, because I'll be speaking. But I'll try to get a couple of these other guys, too. All right? It's the Met Club, 119th Gala. It's where I announced for mayor. So did LaGuardia. God bless you. God bless America.